Hi there and welcome to Hugh. My name is Darren and I hope that today as you listen to this podcast that you're hoping God will be refreshed, your understanding strengthened and that you'll be encouraged to go further with your relationship with God and with other people. Today I'd just like to talk about the beautiful heavens that we have surrounding this earth. Whether you're interested in the sky or not, a clear beautiful sky can certainly grab your attention, especially if you are camping or sitting around a nice cozy fire. Now there is something I would like to discuss about the heavens. Even though they were made by God and for God, as it says in Colossians, they are also made for us. And this is a very important statement and this is what I would like to show you. People know more about the heavens today than any other time in history. But knowing about the heavens and understanding the heavens are two very different things. You may know about Jupiter, Saturn, all their moons, great storms that race across their planet's surface, the beautiful galaxies with their different types of stars, the fascinating comets that come bursting into our solar system and then just as quickly they just fade away into the blackness of the universe. And I mean all this is very interesting knowledge but as a whole, as a package, do you really understand it? Certainly looking at the heavens can be very humbling, just the sheer size and vastness of it can make you feel quite small. But there is one particular lie about the heavens that seems to have crept into people's minds and it really concerns me. I remember talking to a Christian fellow. I met him uh, a night, one particular night at a friend's place. He was telling me about all his recent woes. In fact, uh, they were pretty decent woes and how he had fled his country because of the corruption everywhere. When he had finished talking to me, he looked up into the night sky and said, we are so insignificant in the scheme of things. We are nothing in this big universe. Now when I heard that, it really provoked my heart. But at the same time, I felt compassion for him. So with how I understood the sky and the heavens, I explained it to him about the importance of us and the heavens and understanding that he took on board and thanked me for. It was what I call a real God moment. I have even heard this lie from the pulpit. Why would God even bother with us in this big grand universe of his? We are such a small part in the scheme of things. Well, we're going to dismantle this lie once and for all. Let us look at uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. It says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. So God made the sky in every unit for us to observe, not just for calculating times and seasons, but for signs too. Let us just look at one more part of the Bible. Psalms chapter 19 verses 1 to 4. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky shows his handiwork. Day to day words pour out, and night to night knowledge is revealed. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. So what are these verses saying? It is saying that the sky or the heavens has a voice. It has something to say and there is no language barrier between it and you regardless of what country you come from. And that is what I call truly amazing. As it says, words pour out of the sky and from night to night knowledge is revealed. The sky has a message in it for you. So what is the main message that God placed in the sky? It is saying that everything in the sky was made for you, for us as a people. It is saying that you are important to God. God made this universe big for you from horizon to horizon so that wherever you go, 
the sky will always be open to you, never hidden away in some dark corner. It is God saying, I am always here, never far away. I can always be found. It is that simple. It is a message of hope, a message that encourages your relationship with God and also should strengthen your hope in Him. Now, if you'd like to listen for another few more minutes, I'll explain one of the signs that God Himself put in the sky for us as a people. One night I was standing in my driveway staring into the night sky and I was thinking about the heavens being a sign for mankind. But I was thinking, what is this sign? I mean, God, when He designs things, He just doesn't put it in you know, any old fashion. He puts everything in a specific order, in a specific way, and He is very, very creative. And I love science as well. But science knowledge from a Christian point of view didn't really satisfy me. It, it was very interesting, all the science, especially from a Christian point of view, the scientific information that is out there. But it wasn't enough for me, and I really wanted to know more. So while I was standing on the driveway, I asked God straight away, surely there must be more to this grand universe than everything moving around it in a perfect order. There must be more, so what is it? Then almost immediately, an instant download of information came into my mind and he answered me on the spot. It was amazing. It was not a drawn out conversation or something or you know, something I had to think about. I just knew the entire answer straight away. And it really made me feel humble on the spot. And also I felt excited at the same time. So I ran inside, I wrote it all down on a piece of paper. And then I put it in my bedside drawer and I forgot all about it. And that's where it stayed for about 20 years. Actually, it was more than 20 years. I told a few people about this uh, revelation that God showed me, but really no one seemed that interested. So I sort of lost a bit of interest myself as well. So it there it stayed in my bottom drawer. But just recently, God put it on my heart to get it out the bottom drawer and to share what was that sign. He wants me to tell this information to people who just want to know that bit more about the heavens. And in a few more moments, I will tell you what these signs are. And it's to do with everything that is in the sky. Now, as I go through each part of the sky, which is the sun, moon and stars, I'll even talk about the earth. Uh, I will also give a Bible verse to back up what this sign means. God showed me that the sun represents the father. And the first sign is that there is only one sun in our solar system. There is only one God. Isaiah 49.6 The sun is self-sufficient and does not require any outside energy source for operating. God the Father is also self-sufficient and does not rely on anyone or anything to exist. John 5.26 The sun is the centre of the solar system. Therefore everything revolves around it. The Father is the center and ruler over all things. Even Jesus, the Son of God, submitted to him. Revelation 4.11 and John 12.49 and 50. You cannot look at the sun for a prolonged period of time or you'll be blinded or you cannot even approach the sun without facing certain death. It is the same with the Father. No one can look at or stand before the Father without dying due to our sinful nature. Exodus 33:20 The sun gives life to the earth and everything living on it. So the Father grants life to all, regardless of the person's potential outcome in life, whether good 
or evil. 1 Corinthians 8.6 The sun emits light in all directions and has no shadow. The sun rules the day. The Father is light and he has no darkness or sin in him. 1 John 1.5 Now we come to the moon. God show me that the moon represents the Son of God, which is Jesus Christ. Okay, the first sign is there is only one moon orbiting the earth. There is only one saviour for mankind. 1 Timothy 2.5 The moon is for ruling the night. Jesus came to show the way to those who are lost. Luke 19.10 The moon does not emit its own light, but reflects the sun's light to the earth without causing harm to mankind. Jesus also reflected his father's glory and teachings to mankind without condemnation. Also, Jesus came to do the Father's will, not his own. John 5, 19 and 30. The moon is heavily scarred by craters from meteor impacts. It is the most scarred object in the sky. Jesus was also physically scarred from the impact of man's treatment of him, which eventually caused his death. Isaiah 52, 14. The moon's gravitational pull moves the waters or the seas across the Earth's surface, surface called tides, which cleans the oceans and beaches. Jesus is the Word, and the Word washes us clean constantly from all evil practices. John 1, 1 to 14, and Ephesians 5:26. The moon is tidal locked, which means it always faces the same direction in orbit and never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8 The moon has light on one side and darkness on the other side. Jesus is the light of the world and shines day or night. The moon's darkness is a constant reminder of our impending judgment he gladly took to the cross. It is a never-ending sign of the sin that he gladly bore for us. 1 Peter 2.24 the moon can be seen during the day or night and always facing the sun. He is always with us whether we are doing well or struggling. He is there during the day to lead us on and to point the way to life facing the Father or the Son. He is there during the night when life is hard or sometimes when the ugly side of mankind comes out. He always lights up the dark side of our lives to help us deal with the issues that need attention. Matthew 28.20 the moon only rotates around the earth. Mankind is the center of his creation. It is mankind that he loved and died for. John 3:16. The moon turns red when the earth eclipses in front of the moon. So the earth is positioned between the sun and the moon. On the crucifix, Jesus bled for our wickedness. When man stands before God, he has been forgiven because of the blood of Christ backing him or her. Romans 5:9. If you are looking down at the earth from the north, facing the sun, the moon orbits from left to right around the earth, starting off as a new moon, which is closest to the sun, moving away on the left side, becoming a full moon, the furthest from the sun, then moving on the right hand side, returning back to the sun. So Jesus left his father in heaven and came to earth and then left the earth and sat down at the right hand of his father in heaven. Luke 22:69, John 13:3, and Acts 7:55 and 56. The moon has no beauty or majesty about it. It is totally barren. 
Jesus came to earth in all humbleness and meekness, totally without a glorious arrival or lifestyle. Philippians 2, 5, 8. Next are the stars, and God show me that represents the Spirit of God. And the signs for this is, there is only one universe. There is only one Spirit of God. Ephesians 4, 4. Stars litter the sky from horizon to horizon. The Holy Spirit is everywhere, and there is no place where he is not. Psalm 139.7 The stars shine even if there is no moon. The Spirit of God is always there. John 14.16 When the moon is full, only a few stars are observable. When Jesus was on earth, the Spirit of God was not available to all of mankind, not until he returned to his Father in heaven. Then the Spirit of God was seen by mankind. John 16, 5-7 The stars extend beyond the reach of mankind's eye. The Spirit of God is unsearchable and beyond mankind's wisdom and knowledge. Romans 11, 33-34 Stars are an excellent sky map for navigating around the earth. The Spirit of God is always willing to guide us into all truth. John 16, 13 And last of all, God show me that the earth represents mankind. The first sign is, the earth has life. God breathed into man and gave him life, Genesis 2.7. The earth has light, day, and darkness, which is night. Man knows good and evil, Genesis 3.22. The earth is dependent on the sun, moon, and stars to keep all life functioning. Man without the Father would not exist. Without Jesus, there would be no salvation. Without the Holy Spirit, who would be there to guide? So these are the signs that God has shown me. The sun, moon, stars and earth. And I, I found it very interesting that um, what they actually meant. And, and I was just so wrapped and excited that God had shown me that he actually put the story of everything that was going to happen on this earth in the sky. Now, if you want something a little bit more technical, I'll just listen to this. Uh, this is something that God also brought to my attention. On the fourth day of creation, God created the sun, moon, and stars in the sky for mankind. On the fourth day, keep that in mind. Now, around about 4,000 years later, it was the time when Jesus came to earth and Jesus revealed the Father's will. And he revealed himself as the Saviour. And also, when he went back to heaven, he gave us the Holy Spirit all within that short time. So basically, at the 4,000 year mark, the sun, the moon and the stars were revealed to us as the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And it was all there on the creation week and all there in the sky when this was going to happen and what was going to happen. And look, there's probably a lot of other interpretations in the Bible that God has not revealed to us yet, but God always reveals things in his own time. So this is not salvational information, but I just hope it encourages you not to think of you as a small person, an unimportant person. Everything you look at is for you. When you look around in the sky, the beautiful sun, moon, stars, and even on this beautiful earth, everything that God made 
It is made specially for you because you are important to God and everything there is designed for you to enjoy. So never ever look at anything as impossible, far away, too big. Everything is there for you. So I hope you are encouraged today when you look up into that sky and remember that story is there for you regardless of what country or language you speak. It is there for you and there is a message for you of hope in that story. Thank you for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. And what I would like to do is I'd like to encourage you to pray, read your Bible. It's God's manual for life and always seek God. Never ever turn away and not seek him about anything. So I hope today was encouraging for you. Thank you for listening to my first podcast. I'd also like to thank the Tattooed Preacher for allowing me to use his music for the background of this podcast. Please take care and goodbye.